Hello and welcome to this week's Fox and Stories podcast. In today's podcast, I am going peanuts for poetry. And don't worry if you have a nut allergy. These nuts are just words. No EpiPens are required here. I'm going to be taking you through a lovely selection of some of my favourite poems, starting off with ones inspired by nature and ending off with some of the silly and sublime. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Fox and Stories. poem today comes from the absolutely beautiful book The Lost Words which is written by Robert McFarlane and illustrated by Jackie Morris. This award-winning book is so beautiful that I believe it really was love at first sight. Now if the beginning doesn't get you excited about this book I don't know what book will. Listen to this. Once upon a time, words began to vanish from the language of children. They disappeared so quietly that at first almost no one noticed, fading away like water on stone. The words those children used to name the natural world around them Acorn, Adder, Bluebell, Bramble, Conquer, Con. This had me spellbound and I was actually gifted this book as I moved into my new home and it truly has been the gift that keeps giving. The illustrations beautifully entwined with words and letters that are lost from nature. The poems by Robert McFarlane are spellbinding. This book has won many awards and it is not hard to see why. It is published by Hamilton Books, which is an imprint of Penguin Books, and I will be providing a link below where you can purchase the book. Here is my first poem. Acorn by Robert McFarlane, illustrated by Jackie Morris, taken from The Lost Words. As a flake is to a blizzard, as curve is to sphere, as knot is to net, as one is to many, as coin is to money, as bird is to flock. As rock is to mountain, as drop is to fountain, as spring is to river, as glint is to glitter. As near is to far, as wind is to weather, as feather is to flight, as light is to star, as kindness is to good, so acorn is to wood. 
I hope that you enjoyed that poem just as much as me. The Lost Words is such a gorgeous book. They actually have an explorer's guide to The Lost Words that was designed with teachers and educators in mind, but but would be a wonderful resource for parents and grandparents alike to getting their children talking about nature and using nature vocabulary. If you Google the Explorer's Guide to the Lost Words, you should find it, but I will also post a link in the description. The next poem is a little ditty by myself, Charlotte Emily Fox, all about rain, and I wrote it in a waiting room on a day when miraculously it didn't rain, and I was kind of missing it. I had my umbrella and my boots ready, but alas... Not a single drip came down. I hope you enjoy. Rain by Charlotte Emily Fox Rain, rain, drippity drop Two steps forward and three hundred plops Rain, rain, drippity why Do you have to open the sky? Rain, rain, drippity puddle, water, mud, water, mud, puddling muddle. Rain, rain, drippity clouds, darken the day, thunder so loud. Rain, rain, drippity drop, I get to my door and then you stop. hope you enjoyed my little poem brain and I'm so glad that I got to share it with you here on Fox and Stories. If you have any feedback for my poems or my delivery you can get in touch with me at Fox and Stories on Instagram and Twitter. My next poem is moving away from the nature outside and exploring the nature inside the house. To be precise, exploring the sounds inside our house. The Sound Collector by Roger McGough is a favourite children and teachers alike. It is such a wonderful poem, which sparks a kind of BFG magical realness throughout it. This poem's structure could be used to write a poem about absolutely anything. And recently I used it with a year two class we decided to make poems about the noises that animals make instead and the sound collector went to a zoo. I really hope you enjoy this poem and check out Roger McGough reading it on YouTube because I really like his delivery. This is my spin on it. Enjoy. The Sound Collector by Roger McGough A stranger came this morning, dressed all in black and grey, put every sound into a bag and carried them away. The whistling of the kettle, the turning of the lock, the purring of the kitten, the ticking of the clock. The popping of the toaster, the crunching of the flakes. When you spread the marmalade, the scraping noise it makes. 
The hissing of the frying pan, the ticking of the grill, the bubbling of the bathtub as it starts to fill. The drumming of the raindrops on the window pane when you do the washing up the gurgle of the drain. The crying of the baby, the squeaking of the chair, the swishing of the curtain, the creaking of the stair. A stranger called this morning, he didn't leave his name, left us only silence. Life will never be the same. From the popping of the toaster and the crunching of the flakes, we are now moving to a different set of noises in the wonderful poem, Eddie and the Supermarket by Michael Rosen. I actually saw another teacher read this poem to a year three class from Michael Rosen's book, You Wait Till I'm Older Than You. And he had his class in absolute stitches and they were holding on to every single word in the poem and I went home and ordered this book I think for literally a couple of quid online and it arrived as a second-hand copy and I could already see that some of the pages had been dog-eared so naturally I started with those poems first but I have actually worked my way through the whole book with a year three class And it is so hilarious. This has to be my favourite poem from the collection of uh, poems in this book. And I hope that you see why. And I hope that it inspires you to also buy this book because it's just great. You might also become suddenly very hungry for baked beans. So I guess I apologise or maybe I should be saying you're welcome. Beans are great. Eddie in the Supermarket by Michael Rosen. Read by me. Eddie in the Supermarket by Michael Rosen. Shopping with Eddie was a nightmare. I lift Eddie up and squeeze him into the seat on the shopping trolley. In you get, little fella. So he goes rigid. He turns himself into a fat little iron bar that can't be bent. I can't push his legs through the spaces. In you get, Eddie. Push, I said. In you push, get, Eddie. Squeeze. Slowly, he lets his legs relax and I unbend them and thread them into the trolley. And off we go. We're wheeling past the baked beans. And he leans out and grabs a can. Bins! More bins! No, Eddie, we don't need any more beans. Bins, 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 bins! No, we don't need any more beans. Bins, 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 bins! No, Beans, Eddie. We're heading towards the Kit Kats, Penguins, Topic Bars, Crunchies, Milky Ways. He stops shouting bins, bins, bins 
He leans out of his seat, arms waving. We whiz round the corner of the packs of chocolate wafers and his chunky little hand grabs a packet. Wee chocolate! Wee! We're going to put that packet back, Eddie. We're going to put that packet back. Then there's an explosion. My chocolate, my chocolate, my chocolate. He turns into a little fat iron bar again. In front of my eyes, he becomes a screaming demon. Head flung back, face going red, eyes getting swollen, back stiff, hands punching out, body heaving to and fro. A woman is looking at me and saying to herself, you're a torturer, you're horrible to babies. My chocolate, beans, 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 beans. Some people are walking about. Pretending nothing is going on. But I can tell they're in pain. The noise of Eddie is getting into their bones. People are moving away from us. There's a man over there hurrying to get kitchen rolls. Eddie is wrenching the bars of the trolley. Chocolate beans! Chocolate beans! I want some kitchen rolls too. So the man who's trying to get away from me thinks that he's been hunted down by Eddie. Then one of the shelf stackers tries to be friendly. He looks at the screaming blob called Eddie and winks and does some useless trick with his finger and says, Oh, it's not that bad, little one. Thank you, shelf stacker. Brilliant finger move. She's making a fuss, isn't she? Says our jolly shelf stacker. Eddie is veering about so much that the shelf stacker can't even tell it's a boy. Bins, bins, bins. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I want to yell my head off too. I want to run around the supermarket, waving my arms about, screaming, bins, bins, bins. I want to sit in someone's trolley and bend the bars and drop the baked bean cans on the floor and grab chocolate biscuits and drive my dad crazy. Then the security men arrive. They've come to collect the money from the cash registers. There's four of them. They're huge in big padded blue uniforms with crash helmets on. They're truncheons in their belts. This is my chance. Eddie? Look who's come to get you. He looks. He looks. And he stops howling. All round me, people relax. They smile. They chat. I glide through paying my bill. We all float on out into the car park and everything feels nice and easy. When we get home, I find I've forgotten to get bread, jam, toilet rolls, milk, orange juice, tuna fish and cornflakes. Dinner time, Eddie, I say. What do you want? Bins, says Eddie. I go to the cupboard. He was right. We have run out of beans. I say, um, 
Eddie, I'm sorry, but we've run out of beans. No beans, and he says... Bins! 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 Like I said, that collection of poems by Michael Rosen is probably my favourite collection of poems. The book is called You Wait Till I'm Older Than You and it is published by Puffin Poetry and I really recommend finding a second-hand copy. I picked mine up online for a couple of pounds and the poems are just hilarious. That is quite a long poem, so my last poem today is going to be a short one by Spike Milligan. We had a Spike Milligan poetry book on our bookshelf when I was growing up and I always went back to this one because I thought it was funny, very silly and the way that my mum read it just was priceless. So enjoy. Can a Parrot by Spike Milligan Can a parrot eat a carrot standing on his head? If I did that, my mum would send me straight upstairs to bed. And here we are at the end of this Peanuts for Poetry, Fox and Stories podcast. I really enjoyed producing this podcast today. I just want to point out that there is my neighbour's dog barking in the background of one or two poems and I know there was a bit of a vibration at the end of the Michael Rosen poem. This is a big learning curve for me so if you have any feedback about my Fox and Stories podcast, positive or things to develop, I would love to hear what you've got to say. Please get in touch at foxandstories at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at foxandstories or send me a little tweet, tweet, tweet at foxandstories. I'm hoping to make this a bi-weekly podcast, but for now I'm just playing around and exploring. I will post links to all of the poems read today. And I will make sure in the description it is very clear who the author is. No copyright of these poems was intended during this podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed and that you have an absolutely wonderful day. And join me again for another Fox and Stories podcast. Bye! Today's Fox and Stories podcast was produced, written, directed and voiced by Charlotte Emily Fox. It was made using the Anchor podcast app and it featured poems by Michael Rosen, Robert McFarlane, Roger McGough, Charlotte Emily Fox and Spike Milligan. Information about all of these poems can be found in the description. Charlotte Emily Fox is a storyteller based in the northwest of England. You can follow her storytelling journey at Fox and Stories on Instagram. Mm-hmm.